हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू आर कैनेडियन जर्नी आई एम दर्शन महाराजा यू मस्ट हैव हर्ड अबाउट द ट्रैजिक डेथ्स ऑफ फॉर्मर स्कूल प्रिंसिपल रिचर्ड बिल्कस्टो इफ माय प्रोनंसिएशन ऑफ हिज लास्ट नेम इज इनकरेक्ट आई अपॉलोजाइज दिस सैड इंसिडेंट हैज अट्रैक्टेड अ लॉट ऑफ कमेंट्स नेचुरली एंड यू आर ट्रूली ऑल्सो रोट एन आर्टिकल अबाउट इट इन केस यू हैवेंट रेड इट येट I encourage you to check it out at my website darshanmaharaja.ca. In this episode of Elevator Chat, which is the fifteenth episode in the series, I want to air my thoughts on the diversity, equity, and inclusion thing, or DEI for short, because his death is linked to his experience with a DEI consultant who had been hired by the Toronto District School Board. and also connected with the events that followed their interaction i haven't had the chance or misfortune of attending such training sessions and i am making air quotes here so i don't have personal experience to bring to this uh, discussion but what i have heard and read about them is quite disturbing essentially dei as it is practiced boils down to the belief that all white people alive today are responsible for the racism of the past and never mind that they didn't commit any action of a racist nature similarly all non transgender people alive today are equally guilty of any and all wrongs that were committed or are being committed against trans people once again personal involvement is irrelevant Moreover as i noted in my article this racism or transphobia creates an indelible stain on all white and or non transgender people i find this line of reasoning if we can call it reasoning at all to be reminiscent of the concept of the original sin in christianity but there is a crucial difference between the two unlike christianity there is no promise of salvation in dei and no savior what is also worth mentioning here is that any attempt to dispute this foundational tenet of dei is met with a reaction that can only be termed as vehement the terminology of dei has developed to impugn this uh, disagreement with dei as the result of white fragility I think this means that it is a racist response since most of the DEI practitioners are black or transgender at least as far as I have seen it can be easily alleged that the objection is coming from a dislike of the race or gender of the trainer or consultant and is therefore not honest we can rephrase that to say that the ideas contained within the DEI scriptures are infallible and this is another way in which dei resembles a religion or dare i say it even communism it is an article of faith that dei can never be wrong and anyone who tries to show its shortcomings can only be evil the late former principal's death is only the most shocking outcome of this but from the discussions that i have had with some people who have endured such sessions at work 
DEI is taking a toll on the mental health of many people who are forced to attend them just to keep their jobs and avoid going bankrupt. Over the long term, this toll is bound to surface. As far as I know, this is not on anyone's radar. Even more concerning is the case of children. Back in April, Wendy Ashby, a trustee in the Waterloo Catholic School Board in Ontario, resigned her position after tweeting that the most dangerous creature on the planet is the white Christian male. She had posted the tweet in mid-October of last year. It is not clear from the reports on this as to why and how it took six months for her offensive tweet to surface in the public debate. Even in her apology, Ms. Ashby said that uh, conversations about inequality are often uncomfortable. That is another catchphrase in the DEI theology. If the target of the tirade, is it pronounced tirade or tirade? I am not sure. Uh, becomes uh, If the target uh, becomes uh, quote-unquote uncomfortable, that is taken as a sign of success. Indeed, achievement. In any other uh, context, it would be a sign of bullying leading to the creation of a safe space for those who were made uncomfortable and disciplinary measures for those who made them uncomfortable. Coming back to the point of children, it seems obvious to me that this kind of vitriol has to have a lasting and negative impact on the children's minds and not just the white children. The long-term implications of this are bound to be disastrous both for the children and the Canadian society alike. The futures of the children and the society are getting assassinated. But unlike the popular expression, in, the case, in, in this case, the assassins are not sporting a smile, but rather a scowl. The saddest part is that these mass assassinations are being carried out with uh, the support of the government including both eager adoption and funding. I think I'll write an article about that soon. But as for this podcast, that's it for now. Let me know your views in the comments. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe to this podcast. I'll see you again in the next episode. Until then, goodbye and be well.